some of you might be listening to this and, and going, oh man, this isn't what I want to be hearing right now because I already know that my tone is not good. I already know that the way I communicate, the, the nonverbal communication, the volume, the intensity is not great. I already know that I'm hurting my spouse and my kids by the way I speak, the how I speak. This is the wake-up call. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, why you should stop using a toxic tone of voice. Toxic tone of voice. Yeah. With just your voice, you can sabotage and destroy your relationship. Yep. And today, we're going to tell you why you should knock that off and what you should do instead. Yep. Sound good? Sounds good. Here we go. I have a good one. Okay. Let's hear it. You want to hear it? Yeah. What show have we been been watching the last several days? Kind of binge watching. Oh, which show? Yeah. Which of the two shows? Well, you're probably talking about The Amazing Race. The Amazing Race. Even though you've also been binge watching... Survivor. Which I can't stand. So we're going to talk about The Amazing Race. Which, wouldn't that be awesome to go on together? I would love to do that. Why you wouldn't want to do that with me? No. Why not? That's not the question for today. (laughs) Okay, so what's the question for tonight? Um, What are the things that drive you bananas? about some of the people on The Amazing Race. Oh. (laughs) Because this is a very, very important marriage principle that we can tag really quickly and kind of do a quick podcast here about. Okay, so when one person does something wrong or doesn't get something right, and then the other person starts telling them things that make them sound stupid or feel stupid... Or the yelling back and forth when when things start to get frustrating and yeah. people start yelling at one another. I can't stand that. It's like, yeah. just be nice to one another. <laughs> Even though you're stressed and you're running ac- across the globe and you're playing for a million dollars. Be nice to each other. Okay, there are some teams that have been very nice to each other, even under all the stress. So it's possible, right? And, and the other thing that really bothers me is... Yes. Um, Hold on, I got a hangnail. And then the other thing that bothers me is when people act all nice and then um, turn around because someone hasn't been quite as kind to them as they expect you should be. Now, I'm telling you, if someone asks me to help them when they've been not very kind to me and I make a choice not to because it's a game and my whole job is to win... Cause I like to win. Can you and hear? Can you hear the tone in her voice? Can you hear the energy behind what she's saying? And I politely decline to give them the answer <laughs> that they haven't even spent any time trying to figure out, and then they get catty about it and say, "Ooh, now they're on my bad side. I've seen, I've seen how they play. They've shown their colors, and it's like, no, they're just playing the game. They haven't even been mean to you, but now." Oh, there's there's one team that's driving me really insane. It's a father-daughter team. <clears throat> and this daughter is um, uh, intense. We'll just be polite and kind about She things. seems very nice and kind on the surface. And then it's like, oh, watch your back because yep. Yep. the claws are going to come out if you're not careful. 
The reason that we're talking about this is because there's a very simple principle that most people, they kind of know it subconsciously, but they forget it so quickly in everyday conversations, in everyday interactions, in everyday relationship with their spouse. Mm -hmm. And it ends up being a cancerous, toxic, horrific dynamic between two people. And that's simply tone of voice. Oh. How you say something matters more than usually what you are saying. For sure. And a lot of people use the excuse of I am stressed or I am bugged or I am in some state of emotional discomfort and or therefore. You, or you did this. And therefore I am justified yes. in speaking harshly, in uh, tearing you down, in well, what it actually does is well, the only thing it does is it automatically triggers the other person's survival brain. Right. It puts them into a automatically defensive state and it never, never has any productive point in a, no. in a, in a, in a relationship that you want to maintain. There is right. one point, there is one time when that is absolutely appropriate and okay to do, by the way. Do okay. you know when that is? Um, no. It is when your child is running out into traffic and oh. you have to get their attention right away and you are allowed to speak harshly, loudly, shrilly, anything to get them to stop and to pay attention. Right. Now. And then once you've got their attention, then you go back you to. shift back. To treating yes. them kindly because yep. you don't, because oftentimes what you'll see is then when a parent gets a yep. hold of their kid, then they just berate them yep. for doing something stupid. So if something's on fire or something's bleeding and it is a life and death, you have to change your behavior instantly. Um, that's probably one of the only times it's appropriate to use that kind of tone, that harsh, um, intense I don't care about your feelings. We've got to accomplish this task. Right. We've got to it's stop a, it's you a, it's from a driving off a cliff. Life, life or death issue exactly. kind of thing. Any other time than that, that's not necessary or required to speak to another human being that way. And so often, so often, couples never learn this skill in their relationship. Right. I just came across a video on Instagram the other day of a father who was interviewing his own children. And he was saying, if there's one thing that that I as a father could change, what's the one thing you'd want me to change? And he starts with a very little one. It looks like about four years old. And he goes, I, I want dad to stop yelling. And uh -huh. then he goes up to about a six or seven year old. What's the one thing you want me to change? I want dad to stop yelling. Then he goes up to it looks like about an 11 year old. What do you want me to stop doing? 11 year old says, I want you to stop farting or stop yelling. <laughs> and dad says, if you have to pick between one or the other, stop yelling. And so this dad is making a commitment. I'll actually play the clip for you here. I hate it most when my dad screams. I hate it when my dad yells at me. I hate it the most when my dad, what would you say? I don't know. Farting or yelling at me? Farting or yelling at you? Well, yeah. if you could have me stop doing one thing, would it be farting or yelling? Why? I don't know. You can be scary. So I yell 
as a mechanism to get my kids to pay attention or when I'm really angry. I would like to stop. And so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to try a month challenge with myself and anyone else is welcome to join me. And I'm gonna see if I can still parent in a way that I feel like I'm being respected while simultaneously having boundaries that are respected. And I wanna see if it works. And I don't know what my tools are gonna be as I move through this, but I, I need to try it because if there's a better way than yelling, I wanna do that. If there's not, I might have to resort back to this, but I wanna do that. If I yell, I owe the person I yell that five bucks. Here we go. One month, it's the 17th today. Can I not yell? This dad is making a commitment just say, I'm going to go 30 days without yelling, without raising my voice, being hyper aware of the tone I am using to see if I can still effectively parent my boys, to see if huh. I can effectively impact them and still get them to obey and do what they need to do, but not do it, not, not parent in a way that's going to crush their heart, crush right. their little souls. And it's a brilliant challenge. He's invited other people to try. I don't know who he is. I, I uh -huh. randomly, randomly ran across him. We'll put a link to who he is in here if you wanted to kind of take up that challenge. But if we could change one thing about communication in a relationship, it is the how you communicate. Right. That, that the three things we call it, Pat, posture, attitude, and tone. Yeah. We could put one more T at the end of it, timing. Okay, we could say, you know, picking the right time to have a conversation. Sure. But, but we can't always pick the time of the conversation. We may be in the middle of having a conversation and something happens. You can always pick your tone. But you can yeah. always pick your posture, your attitude, and your tone. Yeah. If you're initiating a conversation, you absolutely can control a timing. Some of you might be listening to this and, and going, oh, man, this... This isn't what I want to be hearing right now because I already know that my tone is not good. I already know that the way I communicate, the the nonverbal communication, the volume, the intensity is not great. I already know that I'm hurting my spouse and my kids by the way I speak, the how I speak. This is the wake-up call. This is your chance right now. I don't care if you're a husband or a wife, male or female. It doesn't matter. Um, this is... Take this as the prompt. Take this as the moment where you're going, okay, I know I've been needing to do something about this and I'm going to listen to this. And I might not be able to change it every day for the rest of my life, but I'm going to try to do it for the next two weeks, 14 days. I'm going to see if I can do something to be super intentional about the way I speak. Yeah. I'm going to try my best to control my tone, my volume, my intensity. Um, in fact, that's one of the tools in the relationship roadmap. It is uh, if if you want to have really good communication, it's actually the thing that you have to the thing is sabotaging good communication is people who do not have the ability to emotionally regulate. They get into a reactive state and that reactive state now leads to yelling, intensity, volume, cutting words cutting off, interrupting, again, all these terrible communication styles yeah. because you do not have the ability to emotionally regulate yourself. And if that's where you need to learn how to start, it's like, wow, I really can't regulate myself for some reason. And so I am blowing up these communication things all the time. Um, 
this is where I need to kind of learn how to change and start and, and practice something new. We're going to encourage you two weeks, 14 days to yeah. try there and tell your spouse what you're doing. Hey, I heard this podcast. It kicked me in the butt. I, I've been wanting to do this. I haven't known where to start. This is the time I'm going to start. I might not be perfect at it, but I really do want to try to change how I'm talking to you. Yeah. If I came up to you and said that, I know I've been hurting you with my words. I've been hurting you with the way I've been talking to you. And I'm going to try to make it better for the next 14 days. If I said that to you. That'd be like whoa, who are you and what did you do with my husband? Would that make you like me more or less? More. Would you still be a little uh, I would suspicious? be a little s- s- skeptical. Skeptical. Like, I'd be like, mm. And that would be, hear me very clearly, that's okay. It's okay if your spouse is skeptical because they don't have a lot of evidence to see that you're going right. to follow through on this. And don't use that as a reason to blow up at them, by the way. That's a dumb reason to <laughs> right. blow up at them. It's okay for them to be skeptical. Skeptical. Skepti- I made up a word. Skeptical? No, I can't say it. Say skeptical. It. Skeptical. <laughs> I can say it. Skeptical. Thank you. You said it. Skeptical? Skeptical. Suspicious. My word. Suspicious. It's okay for them to doubt. Okay? Do it anyways. Mm-hmm. And do a little test. See how it goes. Because they need some evidence. They need some time. They need to see you trying. And when you blow it, when you just kind of, you slip into that tone and you feel your intensity rising, you go, hold on. I said that I was going to, I was going to not do this. I'm catching myself. I'm still learning at this. I'm not perfect at it. I still am going to keep trying. I'm not giving up, even though I've messed up five minutes into saying I'm going to do this for the next two weeks. (laughs) Right. I'm going to keep trying. And, and, and if you can catch yourself as soon as you do it, if you can catch yourself and you say something before your spouse has a chance to point out that you didn't do it right, because that's probably going to be a tendency yep, of spouses yep, to do yep. where we're not very great at being gracious when yeah. our spouses are trying to learn something new and making mistakes and making mistakes. Yep. Yeah. So um, if you can catch yourself first that's even better because now you've just eliminated, you've kind of put out the fuel for the fire that could potentially happen. Yeah. Uh, If you're on the receiving end of this, if your spouse comes up up to you and says, I really want to do this, I want to try this, you actually have a great potential of sabotaging them. Absolutely. If they mess up and you quickly point the finger, you go, see, I knew you couldn't do it. Or you you respond in some sort of critical, negative, attacking, dismissive kind of kind yeah. of way they're gonna go why the hell should i keep trying anyway what's the point of this right. and they'll throw in the towel and you'll continue to stay in that dysfunctional communication style and and i can say that it's hard when when you've there there's one particular area that you tell me i'm not going to do this and can i say what it is no because that's not true there's nothing <laughs> i what well anyway when we're driving okay. in the car and and you tell me that you're gonna be nice about how you think about other drivers and you're not going to say things. And, and, and I know that you're, that's going to be difficult for you. What I'm saying is it's very difficult for me and I've had to work at when you don't follow through or when you accidentally forget that you're supposed to be being, (laughs) keeping your mouth closed or whatever. Um, It's, it just comes out. I know. (laughs) And it's, it's hard for me not to go, you said you were going to not do that anymore. Yeah. So I have had, so that's also an area for me to work yeah. on so that I'm not pointing out to you what you already know anyhow. 
and um, yep. sometimes it just feels better to point it out, <laughs> but it's not the best choice because it doesn't help you and it doesn't doesn't create connection between the two of us. I don't know why that's so hard to stop. Here's the thing. I have actually been hyper aware of not doing it or trying not trying to not do to. it. Trying not to, yeah. And you've been much better I at think it. I'm trending upwards, but yes. I don't think I'm perfect at it yet. N- no, but It yes. just comes out. It just slips out because it's a hardwired kind of a response. So I, again, we're giving you these clues. We're giving you these ideas, not because we're perfect at it. Right. Don't hear that at all. But basically, if I'm stuck having to work on this, then I'm throwing you guys under the bus and you have to work on it too. Because I don't want to be the only one who's trying to have a better relationship here. And it's worth it. It's good. I don't want to make my wife uncomfortable in the car while we're driving. I don't want her to, every time we have to go somewhere, to have that instant, oh man, he's going to be in a bad mood by the time we get there. And so she's already in a defensive state. Even even kind of that that, the whole um, environment can put you in a survival brain right. moment Absolutely. because you, you're anticipating what's coming. And especially because you love to drive. I love You to love to drive. And, and yell at traffic. And, and you, and <laughs> you like. to bring me joy. And, and you want me to come with you when. I do. And I don't enjoy no, just going for a drive. That's no. not my favorite thing. So when I already have this sense of like, oh man, he's going to be yelling at the traffic and now I'm going to be stuck in the car with him and uncomfortable. Well, this whole podcast took a different turn. I wasn't expecting it to go here. Shoot. Sorry. (sighs) Like I said. But I love that you are making an effort and I love that you have that awareness and that you catch yourself and you do tell me, oh man, I knew I said I wasn't going to do this. And it it makes it easier for, for me. Yeah. And Thank it makes you. me love riding in the car with you. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me honest. Let's move on to another topic. Let's fix everyone else out there who's trying to work on their marriage and stop pointing the finger at me. Well, I've got a great way. <laughs> I, I've got a great way for people to work on their marriages out there. Do you? I do. Christmas is coming up, and this is a great. I've got a great Christmas present for husbands to get their wives. What or maybe is it, a wife honey? To get their husband. What is it, honey? <laughs> Stop. Don't talk to me like that. What is this Do great want... Christmas gift <laughs> to it. give to your spouse? You're making this not be a serious <laughs> thing here. You're kind of mocking me. No, no, That's I am hard. not. Stop it. <laughs> Tell all, right. all about it, ladies. All right, husbands, listen <coughs> up. If you want to make your wife really, really happy. Really happy. Or wives, if you want to make your husband who loves to cruise really, really happy, um, we are doing a marriage cruise in... April of 2024 and we would love to have you guys come um, buy buy the cruise book the cruise and give it as a Christmas present it would be so I would if my husband did that for me I would be like so thrilled the thing that the, something something <laughs> the thing that's really cool about this is um, we can go to marriage workshops we can listen to podcasts we can do all this stuff that's helpful for our marriages but we still are living in the day-to-day grind of life and you get distracted and it and you can't put into practice some of the things that you learn as easily as if you have a lot of uninterrupted time concentrated time yes exactly and so on this cruise you're going to have seven days of uninterrupted un unadulterated is that the right word that's the word yeah that works anyway time as a couple to spend learning how to communicate better how to have a connection and how to resolve conflict 
Um, and it's going to be mixed with some workshops, lots of free time, some one-on-one -on -one time with us. Dinners um, together. Dinners together. And you can go on excursions, have an adventure together, hold hands in the promenade, see a show, um, have uninterrupted lovey-dovey time where there's nobody knocking on the door or saying, what you doing in there, mom? Dad? Hello? If this boat is rocking. <laughs> <Don't come in. laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, anyway, we would love to have you come. We've got a few uh, cabins left. We got to really work on our alluding to sex <laughs> style. We're I just, not, I just, I just moved on from that. They, I'm sure they figured that out. We're just moving on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is probably going to be one of the last times you hear us promoting it on our podcast before the end of the year because we need to release the cabins if we don't get enough people. And so we have until we December have kind of a 15th, 10th, somewhere between the 10th and the 15th. And then you're not going to hear us promoting it anymore because it's not going to be available. So if you've been thinking about it, if you've been wanting to do it, if you've been trying to nudge your, your spouse to say, hey, let's do this, um, nudge a little harder. Um, have them check out uh, securemarriage.com slash cruises with an S um, and that will get all sorts of information about this upcoming cruise we're going out of where? Galveston, Texas on Harmony of the Seas which is a big Royal Caribbean boat. ship Great it's, big boat. it's an amazing ship it's a really good really ship. beautiful so much so much to do on a the ship and some really beautiful yep. places that yep. we'll be going to and it really is memorable. Um, but again, the whole point of this is we want to help you have a better relationship. We want to help the couples who want to invest in this to have a marriage where you fight less and feel understood and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. It's so memorable, in fact, that we have a couple that went with us last year who is signed up to come again with us this year. So Apparently we didn't scare them off. That's, that's always a win. So. Yeah. Um, again, if you want to sign up, securemarriage.com slash cruises, um, or if you go to securemarriage.com, right at the top, there's a button that says cruise, um, and you can uh, fill in the information on a little sign-up form, and then we schedule a time to talk with you and make sure it's going to be a good fit for everyone, and then we can get all the information. You'll be all set and ready to go, but yeah. we're going to have a great time. It's going to be so awesome. Yep. We love doing this with couples. We love investing time and energy and effort into helping you have a better relationship. Yes. So. Sound good? Sounds great. Okay. I think that should be it. Okay, dope. Thanks for listening, everyone. We will see you next time. Alrighty. Bye. Bye.